Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody. This will be the last video of the night. We're going to keep it real simple. We're going to keep it about... Something I like to talk about, this is one of the things, um, this is a video on why I prefer stocks over real estate. Well, <clears throat> first off, I'm a stocks guy, let's face it. I have a natural bias right here. I love stocks. One great thing about stocks is <clears throat> I prefer, I personally believe it's a more near perfect market. And what do I mean by that? I mean, but in a stock market, the valuations tend to be pretty close to accurate and everybody necessarily has the same information on the valuation of a company. Therefore, it's a more perfect market in a more succinct market. So you know the company you're getting while having growth in the future. You can invest now, get more later, basically. Um, stocks are fairly inflation-proof. Um, Real estate's definitely inflation-proof. Uh, it depends on what kind of market crash you have, though. Depends on what is happening. Like, the 2008 crash was really weird. But it was a good time to buy a house, to be honest. <laughs> I think everything was crashing. Everybody was selling, and people were just trying to get rid of their houses because they became liabilities instead of assets. Now, we, I mean, we look at back at history. It's a big deal. Um, no, but for me, personally, um, I see a lot of... When stocks versus assets, we're going to keep it very simple. Stocks are very liquid. You can get in and you can get out very quickly. Um, there is a real value to these still. You don't have to. One thing I like about stocks compared to real estate is if I had a piece of real estate, I'd have to deal with renters. As a stockholder, as a person who holds stock in a company, I get paid a dividend just to hold the stock and not do anything. I don't have to do any upkeep to the company. I don't have to work for the company directly. I delay some money down to get the shares. Yes. But the same thing with real estate. You have to lay some money down to get the real estate. And you can also sell the stocks the same way you would sell the real estate at a higher value later. Now, <coughs> here's the rub. With real estate, you can actually make more money in a house sale. Oh, you bet your ass. If you, if you buy during the right time a great, like a great house in a great neighborhood, um, you, know, you got it for a spanking deal. You got it when the market was ripe and ripe. And then, bam, you could sell it right off later on. So real estate has its advantages. I'm not going to trash real estate because I think it's actually a great money-making opportunity. But if we're going to go with one I, for the common person, I say stocks. Yeah, is there a market crash around the corner? You bet your ass. That's why you look at valuations. That's why you look at market conditions. And truth be told, there's a lot of good market data out there these days. If you take a look at Morningstar, for instance, Morningstar reviews are brilliant. You can actually get those from Robinhood through Robinhood Gold paying a $5 subscription. Honestly, you're better off paying a subscription for a brokerage, even if it's five bucks a month, which is actually pretty fucking good. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you why I'm such a huge proponent of um, getting these reviews because you can get a better understanding of what's uh what's out there you know what i mean what's going on so 
but yeah, education is a huge thing. Finding out great companies, what they're, what they're all about. Just, it's brilliant. So, <clears throat> but yeah, everybody's got pretty much the same access to everything. Um, shit, you're really not losing much on access. It's really funny. Um, so my shtick, my dealio is if you want to get, if you want to get in a market that just makes more sense and you don't have to have a lot of money for it, get in the stock market. You can get any brokerage account from anywhere. Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, Schwab, uh, fuck, uh, from Le Weeble. Uh, you know, you name it. There's tons of them now. There's no commission is the standard. <clears throat> no commission trades is the standard at this point. So you can basically buy stock of anything. Anything. Great companies, though, is what I'd recommend. I know I'm not a stock I know I'm not an official stock expert person or whatever the term is. I can't think right now because I'm kind of tired. But the point is, all I know, stocks are awesome. I love getting in stocks, especially there's a market crash around the corner. You are like, <clears throat> you're prime and ready to go for this market crash. Um, if you're a little bit nervous, that's okay. Start out small. You don't have to go big in the markets. You can start out with like a hundred bucks, right? Start out with a hundred bucks. If you really are low on money, start with fractional shares. If you only got 50 bucks to spare, that's okay too. 50 bucks is okay. Go find Go find the nearest index fund, a VOO, which is uh, the Vanguard um, Vanguard S&P 500 index, and get some fractional shares in that because at least you'll be exposed to the S&P 500 index, even if it's in a very marginal amount. Um, what I would recommend, instead of buying in dollar amounts, buy in a fraction of a share. And what I mean by this is you can, you're still buying in fractions when you, do the, when you select dollar or select shares. Robinhood, but what I would recommend is just selecting shares and doing it as an actual fraction. <clears throat> so if you want to get 10% of a share, well, of course, what are you going to do? You're going to put in 0.1 shares is what you want to purchase. So make sure you put that quantity in. When you put the quantity in, it'll allow you to purchase the amount. You can keep stacking on to it over time. Um, you can play the ups and downs of the market too, which is really nice. So just Getting in is is half the battle. So buying, like I said, buying 0.1 shares of the Vanguard S&P 500 goes a long way. It does. Um, is it overvalued right now? They have like a PE ratio of 40, and that's 40 price over earnings, uh, and that's for the 500 best companies. So there's a lot of people getting in. And what this means is that it's really overvalued right now because there's a lot of people buying these index funds but not selling them, right? So when you're buying shares for these index funds, you're buying into it, right? You're getting exposure to the S&P 500, and this is really advantageous, so please keep this in mind. <coughs> index funds are incredible and an incredible way to make money. Oh, just because you're able to diversify in a weird way, too. And what are the chances that all 500 companies in the S&P 500 go bankrupt? That would be unbelievably out of this world. That'd be crazy. But it's basically exposure to the 500 best companies in the market. What's better than that? So that's why I tell everybody index funds are the way to go. Um, 
If you want two index funds, go with Spider Index Fund. It's SPY is their ind- is their name. And VOO for Vanguard's S&P 500. They're both S&P 500 indexes. They're just both different index funds. They basically match. They're pretty much the same thing. They're pretty competitive. They work really well. <laughs> so get an index fund if you're really low on money. Uh, but yes, it's better. In my opinion, sorry for yawning, you guys. Um, it really this should be my last video for the night. Um, plan on doing some writing tomorrow. By writing, I mean writing more episodes and trying to get more content figured out in my head. But this is why I prefer stocks over real estate. Real estate, I can't just take a hundred bucks and be like, "Hey, can I use this down on a house?" It's not that simple. You usually need quite a bit of money to get into real estate. And real estate's just a rough one, man. Ah, real estate's rough for me. I I, I prefer the stock market. They're just it's easier to get in, it's easier to make profit. At least for me. I was able to understand the game very well. Honestly, when you're trading, if you trade right, you don't day trade, but swing trade, it's my best recommendation. I've made I've had a lot of success swing trading you're pretty much going to have a lot better luck. I, I just, I'm not a real estate guy, I guess, when it comes down to it. Um, <clears throat> would I pay less taxes if I was a real estate guy? Yes. Yes and yes. But I don't know. I prefer renting. I prefer just making my gobs of money that, that I do from the, the techniques I use, um, using my multiple brokerage accounts. I purposely don't access them any way I I go into them every now and then. I'll go into like my TD Ameritrade account. I actually do need to check one of my brokerage accounts. Hold on. Because 18, I just need to check what ATT status is because that was interesting. They cut their dividend in half. That was very sad. I was hoping to get my dividend. No, I basically, there's a lot of them. I'm pretty um, set on just, ha- I just like having ownership of the company, even if it's just like three shares or two shares or whatever. <laughs> yeah, ATT's been fluctuating, but. Anyway, um, oh, okay. Where do we go from here? Um, uh, yeah, anyway, stocks versus real estate. So with real estate, my thing is, um, I do, I mean, there's a lot of pros to real estate. I mean, honestly, if you're able to get that first house, even just to get the mortgage, look, if you can get a mortgage, and you can get a pretty decent low interest rate, but you know that you're buying at a good time. Like you're buying during like a market crash or something. You're buying during the real a real estate crash. Like if you were to buy houses um, during the housing market crash and you had gobs of money just sitting over. Yeah, buying real estate at the time, you had such a cash grab. Whew. Such a fucking cash grab, man. A fucking Jesus. I can't even explain to you guys how much of a cash grab it is. Um, yeah, I just recommend it. Just, real estate's not bad either. Um, I just recommend the stock market for people who are starting out with little money, or if you have a lot of money, stock market is still for you. You can still take advantage of great deals. The market fluctuates quite a bit. There's good companies. You can get paid to hold the companies. <clears throat> you know, I, I will say this. If I buy one house and 
it's very tough for me to rent that one house if I'm living in it at the same time, right? You'd have to have roommates and weird stuff. It just makes life miserable. So this is why I say own a lot of stocks and just live in a studio apartment if you're a lonely bastard like myself. Now I do have my girlfriend to keep in mind. So eventually we're going to move in together. But when that happens, that happens. But um, <coughs> actually my place is plenty big enough for technically the two of us. But it'd be nicer to have a, a bigger place. Anyway, um, yeah, I, you know, I love doing this show though. Like, um, and, and for instance, he's got to find streams of income. Um, real estate would technically be a stream of income, but I don't know. I just, when it comes to my portfolio diversity, I kind of just, the, the closest I get to real estate, if you guys want to know the God honest truth is like a real estate investment trust, like one of those REITs. REITs are basically the closest I will ever get. <laughs> it's just a sad statement, but it's the closest I will ever functionally get to probably wanting to own a piece of real estate myself. Um, I just feel like houses are a liability. I'm all about the age of mobility. I, I want to be mobile. And this is the age of mobility. And if you can have stocks that pay you, if you can have options contracts that'll pay you, if you have a good system set up, which I have a very good system set up, by the way, in the way that I hedge the UVXY, people just don't see it, but I don't give a shit what they see. All I know is what I see in that rocks. Um, took a little bit of luck at first, but it's starting, really starting to pay off. It's crazy. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Honestly, the, the trick is really simple, the UVXY. I, my trick is very simple. I just have long-term bets against it, basically long-term put options that expire like eight months from the time I get them. Um, and then I just basically slowly buy shares as it decays. Uh, now, I was lucky because I got in at a good time. Um, I got in and just kind of started buying shares as it kept dipping. And it kept dipping and dipping and dipping and dipping, and I kept buying and buying and buying it. So now I have a fucking boatload of shares, and I'm fucking happy about it. And I also have a boatload of great put contracts. So it's a win-win situation, one way or another, any way I look at it. Um, but yeah, playing it smart, playing it intelligently. Um, there's just multiple ways to play the market, multiple ways to play volatility indexes or most indexes. But um, for a person who's just starting out, your best option is to just invest slowly. You know, you don't have to put in all your eggs in one basket. If you've blown money in a casino, as an example, you know that you can part with this money. <laughs> and it's okay to lose the money. I mean, it's not, it's not your desired result, obviously. But <clears throat> if you do want to find ways to preventing losing money, one, don't panic sell. Panic selling is the key to lo true loss. Um, if you really want to stay in the game as long time and keep buying on the dip, get an S&P 500 index like I told you, VOO, SPY. I feel like I'm yelling at you guys. I want to yell at you. <laughs> uh, VOO, SPY, just get S&P 500 indexes to start. That's my best recommendation. In fact, that's the one thing I wish I would have done. Only thing I regret is not getting an index fund to a moment I started investing. That's my best advice to you. I, you have to admit you learn a lot from your regrets in the markets and how you played them originally when you started. Um, yeah, my only regret 
just should have got it index funds right from the get-go. So would have been a better option. But yeah, no, very excited. Um, this is a good time. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> um, kind of leave this as a final note. I, I don't really want to go into any anything further. I want to read some books before I go to bed and kind of relax, take my mind off things. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, stocks are. You should treat uh, the, the final note. Treat stocks. And this is a pro stocks video. I'm not against real estate. Get real estate if you got the income. Totally fine. If you got the money, you got the extra cash, and you like real estate, make sure you're getting a good deal in the house. The housing market's inflated. Try to get it during a housing crash if you can, whatever house you get. Make sure it's not a shitty house. Do your inspections. Do your shit. Whatever. <clears throat> All right. Now, my main thing is when you're purchasing stocks, Treat every stock you purchase like a good piece of real estate. What do I mean by this? What I mean by this is focus on it as if, oh, hold on. Was it raining out there? Been, the weather's been a little bit hit or miss. Uh, but yeah. Treat stocks primarily like they are um, like real estate assets. Best advice I could give you guys. Because it, it, if you can treat them, if you could buy and hold, because like I said, like one of the things I tell my friends like Nathan and everybody and my family is you it, do you sell your house the moment the market crashes, like the moment the housing market crashes? Let's say you bought the house for I don't know, $500,000. And then suddenly, oh no, it's worth $400,000 this week. What? <clears throat> I better sell my house or else I'm going to lose all my money. That's not, in fact, nobody does that. Yet, in the stock market, everybody does that. Everybody freaks out. Everybody freaks out the moment they see the decline. They're not willing to stay in it until they get a profit. That's the point. With an S&P 500 index, you can stay in it until you get a profit by buying fractional shares. So let's say you bought a fractional share, but you buy 0.1 shares of, that's 10% basically. You bought 10% of a share of the VOO, Vanguard S&P 500 index. Cool. What does the next day hold? Okay, next day it's down 2%, 3%. Oh, no. Ah. Okay, well, what do you do? You buy more. You just buy more. You buy 0.1 Again, that's 10%. <clears throat> you now, in total, grand total of what you own, you then, in this scenario, have 20% of a share. Okay. That's cool. I can deal. Right? So it's one-fifth. Good deal. Okay. So now you got one-fifth of a share of, of the Vanguard. Let's say it goes down again. Buy a little bit more. You know, the point is, you can keep tacking onto your position and lowering the average cost of what you own in, in combination and take real advantage of all this. <clears throat> so, in summary, you can, you can make quite a bit of money just by buying the dip on the S&P 500 or just getting into the S&P 500 in general. Just getting into it. Get your toes wet. 
just make sure you got some exposure to it. I mean, the more exposure you get to the S&P 500, the better. It's just smart. It's just the best way to go. Um, and then learn from there. Watch more investing videos. Read more books on investing. Understand the markets better. Look up videos. Robert Kiyosaki has been one of my favorites. He's not a stock market guy, though, oddly enough. Uh, he's a real estate guy. He and I have opposite views on real estate, but he's a very intelligent guy. He helped me learn about money. And the, the good news and the bad news about money, I love the Rich Dad radio show. It's pretty impressive. But <clears throat> the goal is just keep on doing what you guys doing, uh, what you're doing. And I'm tired of shit right now. And um, uh, as always, I appreciate you guys even taking the time to view this video. Um, if you guys have any more, any questions at any point, you always let me know. Always. Please. Um, I am just burnt out. Rarely burnt out. But, um, just mentally drained. I don't know what's up with me, but it's been a long day. Um. I finally figured out how to whistle again. It's really weird. Anyway, uh, if anybody's still watching, thank you for still watching this bullshit. Um, hope you guys learned something, to be honest. Um, stocks are, in my opinion, just easier. Easier, more efficient, more portable. Um, that's one of the reasons why I like stocks. Just portability. I just have my brokerage account and call it good. That's about it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for taking the time, as always, to view this video. Um, give me a favor. Feel free to subscribe to this uh, channel. Um, you don't have to. If you really like the content, subscribe. If you really don't, you can thumbs down it. If you like the content, thumbs up it. If you if you hate it, thumbs down it. If you like the content, subscribe. Don't like it, don't subscribe. That's fine. Um, honest can, honest opinions, great, sexy, makes me feel good about myself. Um, I just like honesty, to be honest. So, <laughs> honesty is the best policy. Anyway, thank you guys so much for taking the time once again, and uh, I'll see you guys out there. Anyway, later.